All right. Uh, welcome. Corny Music, Crown Country Farms. Uh, today is March 16th, uh, 2022. And we are discussing the Napa uh, Marathon on March 6th, 2022. And John Bertan participated. And we are going to uh, dive into uh, this road marathon. So we got Max here. Uh, and John. Um, so John, tell us uh, training in you know the month or so leading up to it. Road marathons. You, it'd been a while. You both had done road marathons much more recently than than I had. So it was, uh, in many ways, just kind of jogging my memory. What it's like is it's different. It's different from so how long trail. It has it? It's been six been? years. That's a long Almost time. six okay. years since your last road. Over six years since my last road marathon. My last road marathon was um, LA? LA 2016. That was 2016? 2016. And I I was looking at my training and all of that. And I, LA 2016 was my PR marathon. You did I, really well now. I was 256, and that was including a looking at the splits like a 50 second bathroom break that was needed at the half marathon mark. Nice. Um, which was the right choice because then I stayed exactly on my pace. The thing is, I'd done road races. I've done road, I think I've done a road 50K since then. I've done a road 72 miler. Um, I did a track 50K. I've done a lot of half marathons since, since looked, 2016. Looked, you, had a, you had a tough time on that track 50K. That track 50K was, was rough. I think I had run way too cool faster. Than that track so, so how long ago times. was the track 50k that was almost a year ago last may okay it's a pretty big gap and that's yeah that's a big gap and there were other races in between too i, I mean and the other thing this year starting well, not this year starting last year i told myself i'm going to run the marathon distance or something close to it every single month we did a marathon uh running around then, to 1.2 mile loop vendola uh oh i did a 50 mile road run about a year ago so distance was was not the issue i was like i can i was doing 25 milers every four weeks leading up to it did you just, do a marathon every year or every month in 2021 did yes you get, i think you did, yeah. marathon or more and there was nice. a chunk of time where i had like a 50k and then a 25 miler and then a 100k and then finish that off with like a double dipsy stretch so the the distance was i knew distance was never the issue time on feet my overall weekly mileage, though, going into this road marathon was less than my last road marathon. I typically average 50 miles a week, but my last road marathon, I was doing about 80 to 90 a week. And I was doing a lot of tempo, road tempo, and a lot of track workouts. And by road tempo, I was trying to get in. I think I did it once a month leading up to LA was, I think, a goal marathon pace 20 miler, like every three to to four weeks for wow, a couple you were doing ago. 20 milers at a goal marathon pace this was 2016 2016 oh, okay and i had a and i had a buddy who was training with me tr parker oh yeah um, TR's. TR's yeah, awesome. tr tr is awesome um and this i knew i was getting my distance i was getting back on the track workouts i could go run 13 miles at goal marathon pace and that was not an issue and but i, I knew in my head i was like when you get to that mile 18 16 to 18 mark. It's like, that's when things start to stiffen up for me. And 
even doing I was doing Richmond Bridge tempos. That was my one of my go-to runs out and back on the Richmond Bridge. And from where I would start, it'd be about a 10 mile run. And that's not a flat route and it's not soft. It's concrete. It's not it's basically the road deck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it and is there an incline on the Richmond there's Bridge? There's a big incline on the way up to the, the little hump towers. And then on the return, you get this big downhill. So I really liked running the Richmond Bridge because I felt like I was training a bit of impact there as well. And I would run like gold marathon pace or faster and it would just feel very comfortable. I could, it was just slightly above conversation pace. So it wasn't aerobic stuff. What I knew going into this, and it's been in my head, is, is the, the body servicing. I have been ne neglecting and I've neglected it for a couple of years now. And that is basically my hamstrings are so tight right now. And my hip mobility has diminished a bit. Part of that, I think in the last couple of years, there was a lot of sitting, uh, doing things like zoom teaching. And then as, uh, I tried to shift everything to be like a standing desk and all of that. And then I would just run. I wouldn't do anything else because everything else was closed. Like going to a yoga class or something like that. And for my own, for my own um, like consistency, I got to go somewhere to do that stuff. It's so hard to be at home and just go. I'm going to do this and do it, you know, to its uh, effective uh, in an effective way on my own. That's just hard for me. It takes like a lot with, of discipline. Oh yeah, with running, if I want to get up and do a morning run. I can't do that by myself. I have to text somebody and say, who wants to go for a morning run? Then I know I have to get out of bed. <laughs> and that's that's the kind of stuff. It's like you need those accountability measures. I need those accountability measures built in. So going into it, I had it in my head. I was like, my hamstrings are really tight. This could uh, this could come back and bite me. So you were, you're still doing 40, did I, understand, did I hear that right? 40, 50 miles leading up to Napa? Yeah. Per week. Per week. Just, but, I've been doing that consistently. But the miles, what? So, uh, intensity on those miles, were you like, would you say, like, what percent? I guess, how would you break down the intensity of that? Uh, say, say it was 50 miles. I'd say 20% of it is probably 10K intensity or faster. Because wow. I would do a track workout. That's, yeah, that's, and the track that workouts good. that I would get, I would, that would be maybe three to four miles on a track. And then another chunk of the week, I would try to toss in some tempo and then try to, you know, finish with like, you know, the end of it, like get a fast two miles in there. But it was never in what I never did was do like a 20 mile tempo. I got up to or an hour and a half or maybe, more. I would tempo. do like a 90 minute yeah. kind of thing, but nothing more than that. Um, part of that was time part of that was i would get to that point in the workout and be like all right my body needs just to cool down right now and so it, and it's not it wasn't a pace thing it's really it's from from my own body it's like i know i've done enough of these my hamstrings really need to loosen up and so, that's was my only complaint in the race so hindsight's like 2020 right but uh on the day before and the morning of the race uh what was going were you thinking i'm ready for this i'm gonna you know do the time i want or did you have lingering thoughts like, ah, I'm not really ready for this? I totally had lingering thoughts. Okay. And it's other stuff like the week before. I had, uh, I, I got to teach this uh, guitar building class 
that I hadn't gotten to do for two years. It was that, the, the last normal thing I did before everything went remote school. And so it was really cool to get back to that. And I was building this guitar that was an experiment. And I was kind of just, that became my focus that week. And I was squeezing in the runs, but that became my focus. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's, I'd rather, it helped me taper a little bit. That's a really neat project. I, I like the photos you've been sharing. Um, I know we're not talking about that, but. It's hanging uh, on the wall over there. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, what time of day does this start at? And what's the weather like? Weather was cold. That was another thing that was um, in my head. I don't do very well when it's really cold. I like I like actually warmth and uh, like to be loose. And, and temperature is a big part of that. And so it was getting colder that week too. I was thinking, oh man, it's going to be a cold race. And it actually like had started drizzling and raining later in the week. I was like, oh, this could be a more like a like a spring, real spring marathon. It's kind of windy and drizzly. And it actually turned out to be beautiful. And even it was chilly at the start, maybe maybe under, it was like, I think it was Low 35, 40s. 37 yeah, high when I left here. That seems like perfect weather for a marathon. And it was sunny and calm. And it was actually, I wasn't cold ever. It was, it was very comfortable. I did wear a long sleeve t-shirt that I never shed the whole race. I was just perfectly comfortable until maybe like the last two miles when it's like, okay, I'm getting kind of warm. Whoa. Um, but I never overheated. I just felt temperature wise. I felt perfect. Um, nutrition wise, all of that, everything like for the making of a good race, it was like, it always there. And one thing I did start doing three weeks before was, uh, 20 minutes of, of yoga a day to try to open up my hips and hamstrings. And I actually think that did make a difference but I should have started that three months before, not three weeks before. And these are things I've been through in many years of racing long distances, but it's, it's not an excuse. It's like, Oh, I, my performance wasn't this because I didn't do that. It's more, I am very aware of how my body responds to lots of things. And then you toss everything in. And it's like my mentally, it didn't, I wanted to run a marathon and run a road marathon and going back to LA, I was like determined. It's like, this is going to be, I am going to push and I'm going to get a new marathon PR. And the day before I had watched the marathon trials in LA. So it was kind of pumped up and really was like running, 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 going into this. Like I got a road marathon on my calendar. I want to keep running and it's a huge part. I need that every day, but there wasn't that fire under my butt where it's like, I'm going to push myself for a PR and do what it takes. And so I, I went through motions and I had a, exactly that 90 minute first half and exactly a 145 second half. Yeah. Your splits are, I'm looking at your splits right now and somewhere between everything's and good. 17. I don't know how accurate your heart rate monitor is. Probably not at all. Cause it's okay. just my Samsung watch and it's, yeah. it's you know, sweaty. So then we can just toss that, that out. Yeah. It's not really heart rate's not accurate. Cause yeah. I never really felt like I was ever going a super high heart rate. I was having conversations with people next to me. And at the start, I'm running like 645, 650, knowing like this is like my PR pace. You're right on. It's 638, 652. Having conversations, even able to like take out a goo and -hmm. maintain pace. And it was after like mile 16, when I took out a goo somewhere around there, it's like, I can't actually open this goo and keep running this pace at the same time. I was like, oh, okay. I know what's happening now. 
So I would you use the word words wheels fell off? Oh totally. And and what mile did the wheels fall off? <laughs> Fully, completely me understanding and accepting that that was the case. Accepting maybe it. seventeen. <laughs> but when did it happen? <laughs> maybe like sixteen. Okay, somewhere in there. Yeah, according to your official splits, that kind of looks like that's when it happened. You're yeah, yeah. Halfway. I was. You were still keeping low seventeen, sixteen, but you, mile low, twenty, you dropped or, down to like a seven forty eight pace. Oh, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. Low, low sevens, not seventeen. Low sevens, and then at least for that split. Yeah, and then you're you're at 16, 731, 17, yeah, 732. There you go. Yep. 18, so 721, 736, 805, 818, 824. So when you when you get to 8, that's like when it really is, okay. You are this is a different gear. And the in the interesting thing is when I would go do long runs, even if it was um it's it's around that 30k mark even if it's an eight mile pace that I start out at, that's when hamstrings they stiffen up. And that's... so were your legs. So I've like fallen apart many times. I'm good at it. Uh, were your legs just killing you or was just the effort overall just slowing down? And it was like, this is as much as I can do. It, it wasn't, it wasn't an, effort thing it was my legs in particular like the quads and hamstrings they just felt really heavy it, the, the best example i can give is like all of a sudden i can't go into this gear and it's not like aerobically and heart rate that was that was not the issue like in my own like i can sense my my mm. breathing rate and all of that i was like oh well this is actually a lot easier because i'm going slower I want my legs, my engine wanted my legs to go faster, but the, the range of motion of the, of that kinetic chain in the hips and the hamstrings just shrunk. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like when you know you do something the day before and you're trying to like put your pants on, everything else is like, like everything else is fine, but you know, that's what you worked out and just like, lifting that leg up to put the, you know, into your pants, like that's, that's harder. Or like when you get up in the morning and things are just a lot stiffer, that's kind of the the feeling. It's like, I want this to move faster. I have the, you know, energy to do it, but this is the range of motion I got now. And that's, and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm well aware over the last few years, I've done only the running, especially a lot of hills, done a lot of hills in the last few years. And it's like, yeah, I got to start, like the the body and how it moves is you got to pay attention to that too. So what what about uh, nutrition? Like where you're, like uh, food? My nutrition was dialed in. I was actually thinking about what you said on um, uh, CIM. You know, you got how many calories did you consume like per mile or what was I, the, okay. your my, my plan was uh, I had five goos and I ran and part of it was having a single goo and not a. a a bottle which is more convenient mm-hmm. because if i have a goo then i'm sure i consume the total goo yep and so every five miles so at 5 10 15 and 20 is that whatever mm-hmm. whatever got me to 20 and then i was like uh, i'll just give my body to future andy to deal with after 20. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's like a, the future you the current you the past you they're all different people yeah. and 
<laughs> you know, they if you got them all together in the room, there would be a crazy argument going on. Um, so what would you tell, what would you tell John uh, a month before Napa that he needed to do better? Or, Everything or work, or work that John on. already knew and the John would say, yeah, I don't have time for it right now. Um, I mean, the nutrition, I, I had a, I'm trying to think the number of goos I brought with me. I had a waste pack and I brought my phone. I, I feel that it's like a safety blanket. Now, in case something happens, I want to have a phone ready to call. And the watch I use is um, paired to my phone. Um, I didn't use any kinds of earbuds or anything like that. Um, they actually would just distract me from keeping pace. And I had all my goos in the waste pouch. And then I had a hand bottle because I didn't really want to stop for water at aid stations to try to get that. I wanted to be able to wash my goo down. And in my hand bottle uh, side pouch, I had salt pills, standard salt stick, because mm-hmm. I'm a salty sweater and I get those salty streaks. And I know it's like, oh, yep, I'm expelling that salt. I got to replenish it. And that's part of actually what I know when my body cramps up. It's a, some of it is it's not just the mobility of my you know lower half. It's the the electrolyte balance and just those transport processes you need. You need that electrolyte balance proper. And I know like I can gauge like how how crampy I will feel in terms of muscle cramps and stiffness by how much salt is on my clothes or how much salt I'm wiping off my brow. And it's uh, so the salt pills always help. And um, so I had a goo at the start, like literally a minute before the start. And then every 30 minutes. Um, and that was, I stuck to that rhythm. And so every 30 minutes and sometimes in races, like especially like a 50K, not a 50K, 50 mile, 100K, 100 mile, um, the body can get nauseous if it's really hot. And so it's always a battle. I know I got to take the goo. I don't want the goo, but you got to take the goo. I don't want the goo. It tastes gross. Got to take the goo. And then it's like choking it down and, you know, handling that gag reflex. But the, but, but Napa race day, no issues, stomach. Every goo went down smooth. Um, and I, the salt pills I did every, what did I do? Every 45 minutes until, so I, I did one at the 45. I did one at the hour and a half. I did another at, since it was, I knew it was getting warmer. I did another one at the two and the uh, two thirty. So is that four right there? I know I took. Yeah, that's I think four. So. I yeah. took four salt pills, and that was my plan. And uh, so I stuck. It was actually one of the first races where I stuck exactly to my nutrition plan. Or one of the few races where I stuck exactly to it because my stomach was like, "This is fine. This is great." And I had like in the final two miles, like one sip of water left. And I even like rationed my water perfectly. I don't want to say ration, but I, I, I was able to judge. And it's like, this is what I needed. This is all I needed. I had a couple sips coming through. More of that was actually like just to rinse off my hands from goo stickiness. But yeah, so it's going into it. It was one of those things where it's like, I know exactly what's going to happen, how it's going to feel. And everything played out exactly as I thought. And I don't think it was like my, I mean, sometimes maybe my brain did do that for me. Do you think I you were totally rested reason. the day, like the, in the, no, Oh, you were not rested. I was not rested. I actually got a cold, okay. a really bad cold. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Two weeks before. Uh, COVID? 
it, not COVID. <laughs> Between uh, my me, my wife, and my daughter, there were like five COVID tests done, and no, no COVID. Um, that's that's a big. That, I think that's a big component that, of this. And that was the other we're part. We're talking about head. yoga and like everything to- totally. else. Totally. That's. But, uh, I actually forgot about that. Yeah. I was, it's, it's things. So many things have happened since. But uh, two weeks before my wife got a cold, it was so bad for her. She took off two days of work. Mm-hmm. And then it was right before her midwinter break. For me, I got it in the middle of a weekend. I got it. My daughter got it. And it was just a very mellow weekend that I had. I was like, okay, I got. I need sleep. I was pretty congested. And it was uh, kind of rough sleeping because the congestion kept me awake. Um, you know, Gemma and I played Legos all weekend. That's when we were building the Millennium Falcon, I think. Oh, nice. And <laughs> so running that weekend was kind of minimal. Except then I had a cold and was like, I still want to do a long run. So you did a long run on Saturday before the Sunday race? I did two weeks before Okay. with a buddy of mine who wanted to run his first 20 miler. So on a Sunday evening, this is the Sunday night before President's Day. So this is two weeks out from the race. I ran three miles to meet him up at the parking lot at Smith Ranch. And then we did uh, 10 miles out to Belmont Keys, 10 miles back. Plus a little more. So he got like 22 almost. Mm-hmm. And I got 25 that evening. We yeah. started at 9 p.m. And finished. Uh, I started. That doesn't I started at 8.30. That, and we that finished sounds at like 12.30. just a long run. Yeah. And it was, it was a very mellow long run. We were going like, I don't know, 8.30, nine minute pace. Also like super flat too. But super flat, flat. Super soft. Very beautiful night. I thought it was me and Wendy. Right. So, but, so what was the feel like? Uh, oh. <laughs> What was the, uh, I guess, church, flag, stuff like that? Oh, so field field was sold out. Uh, very different from the like how many people? 2,500, I think. And very clear, like the marathon crowd. A lot of people who were f- coming from out of town and they do Seems marathons. like a destination. It, 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 I think it is. And it was a lot of people who like they run their road loops and they're there to finish their marathon. And it was interesting sitting on the bus and talking to some people, some locals that mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, did uh, say hi to. I know uh, Clara Peterson. Was, was Verity there. there? She's like Verity was not there because she was running cool the day before. Yeah. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah. Uh, another guy, uh, Sean Pont, I saw at the start. Um, and so I saw some locals there. Sean probably crushed it. Um, yeah, I think he went like a 240. Nice. Um, Alex Kamajis. Yes. Uh, he ran it and he passed me right like with a fifth of a mile to go, like right near the finish shoot. So like the I think it was a PR <laughs> marathon for him. He was so happy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just there's, there's a local crowd, but clearly a lot of people were coming from out of town. Cool. The swag, I didn't, I had my bib mailed to me, so I didn't go up the day before, um, but I picked it up at the little race expo there at the high school and it was a nice backpack and a nice t-shirt. And the nice. metal a backpack. Nice. Yeah, the backpack is nice. All right. Well, um, so that's Napa Marathon. Uh, who's do you know the race director website? I don't know the race Anything director. Like it's uh, sponsored by Kaiser. I think it's like the officially the Kaiser Permanente Napa Valley Half Marathon. And it's point point marathon. to point. Point to point. You hop on a school bus at the beginning. All right. Just like Boston. Yeah. Thank you, John. Good talk. All right. We'll let it roll into muck. I didn't realize. To he, Bradley Fenner ran it too. Yeah, he passed me with at like mile 22 or something. Bradley. How old is Bradley? Are we still recording? How old is Bradley? 57.
Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's still the quad quad. I think it tops everything.